Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. The old-time community is full of internal rock stars. Some of them realize how impressive they are, and they act accordingly. And I'm not trying to throw shade, I think everyone appreciates a little well-earned swagger. But for every conspicuous virtuoso, there are dozens of humble, unassuming musicians who are utter revelations on their instruments. My guest today, Ron Buchanan, is an old-time bodhisattva. He's one of the warmest, gentlest souls in the community. He'll play with anyone, anytime, and thank them for it. But nobody plays the fiddle like Ron. He's especially good at breathing life into tired, overplayed tunes. In the latter half of the show, we play Spotted Pony, Arkansas Traveler, and Soldier's Joy. Basically, Freebird, Stairway to Heaven, and... Uh, third culturally relevant example. It was like playing them for the first time again. Ron loves old time music and he plays it with a joyfulness that is thoroughly earned. Stick around after the interview for details on how to support Get Up in the Cool and hear this week's bonus track, Saturday Night Breakdown. Here's my jam and chat with Ron Buchanan, recorded in Keith McManus's tent at Clifftop. Enjoy. Thank you. 
Red Wing. Red Wing. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, Ron Buchanan. Indeed. Here I am. Welcome to Get Up in the Cool. So happy to have you here. <laughs> yeah, great to be here. Yeah. So um, we're the the theme of today's episode is we're doing square dance tunes. Tell me about tell me about about square dancing. Well, you you would know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, old time music is a, a really big umbrella, and there's a lot under it. A lot of great stuff. And to me, the heart of it is square dance music. Yeah. Square dance tunes. And I've been, uh, I started calling square dances in 1972, so this is my 44th year. And uh, I've had the good fortune to call with a lot of great players. You've done your fair ch- share of Texas stars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Texas stars and so on. Yeah, yeah square dance calling, contra dance calling. Yeah. And uh, I've worked with a lot of bands, uh, made it a, made it cross country a few times and back. And, uh, anyhow, um, I took the stage with a lot of people who were really great players. I hope a little bit of that. I I got a little few, few tricks along the way. Yeah. Um, but uh, well, old t- old time wisdom I feel like is travels through osmosis. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Right. <laughs> but you know, I, I when I play, I think about uh, dancing. I think about yeah. forward locomotion. Yes. You know, getting getting people to move and different ways to make them move. Yeah. I, mean, I know. Big word. Big word. Uh, carriage. There's different ways people carry themselves. Yes. So, you know, that uh, some of it's more lighthearted, some of it's more slinky, some of it's more marchy, and try to find, you know, different feels and tunes. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Uh, well, let's, you, we have an interesting one that you, that you just taught me last night, which I was totally charmed by. Uh, the, Sh- the Shetland one. Oh, the Shetland one yeah. called Spudiscary? Spudiscary. Uh, Spudiscary, which is. Uh, um, uh, it's a Gaelic word. It means spouting rock. Uh, it's when the waves break along the coast. Sometimes they'll hit a rock and shoot straight up. And yeah. In, in Gaelic, that's called a spudiscary. Um <laughs> And somebody wrote this tune in the Shetland Islands. It's not that old a tune. It's uh, written in around 1980. I'm sorry I don't remember who wrote it. Um, but it's a great example about how a funnel tune can make great inroads. This thing is played for square and contra dances all over the place. Yeah. And it has a, a kind of... It, the way I play it, anyway, the way it's been played, it doesn't really sound like a Celtic tune or a, uh, so much as just a square dance tune. Um, yeah. So anyhow, I'm gonna let you uh, get it started, then I'm gonna join in. Thank you. 
I got that going too fast. I, we lost our anchor without that guitar. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's such a... I imagine there would be a lot of spinning. Yeah. A lot yeah. of spinning with the dancers. And yeah, that. yeah. That's a, that's a good sort of forward locomotion kind yeah, of cool. keep moving. So you... Um, uh, do you do that at contra dances or at square dances too? Uh, I've heard it play for square dance, but cool. you know, it, it made its inroads as a contra dance tune. Yeah. And then it... It's it's a lot of fun for all the harder it is to play. <laughs> so did, did you did you start as a caller, and then worked your way into fiddling, or is it kind of? How did, I, what's I the story? Tell me the story. How you got oh, into playing me. old time and calling, and how that's all connected. Uh, my story. I was yeah. I started. Um, I started dancing. I started dancing when I was a kid. Yeah. My family danced. We had barn dances, and and so I I did a lot of that as a kid. Then my my sister was the dancer, and my sister was. Uh, uh, in the Pittsburgh Ballet, mm. and uh, she was a dance major in, in college and so on. But but prior to that, she did a lot of international folk dancing, and the international folk dancers had this uh, sort of go draft your younger brother into coming out and yeah, helping. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I wound up at uh, doing a lot of international folk dancing, which wasn't really my cup of tea, but I became a clogging instructor um, uh, once upon a time. And from there, it kind of led into square dance calling. Uh, and... Uh, so that I was a, a square dance caller for many, many years before I sort of got browbeat into calling contras. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I found the fun in it, you know, sure. and, I, and I became a good contra caller. Now, what what is... I've never been to a contra dance. I know that they're very popular, maybe even more popular than square dancing these days. They're kind of like hip right now, right? It is. You know, I mean... Uh, the story of dance in America is not really the story of the traditional and the contemporary. Yeah. It's really, it kind of comes in waves. Yeah. You know, all you see is the crest of the last revival. Right, right, in right. The, in the rearview mirror. So, you know, it kind of comes and goes in waves. Contra dancing has been having its day in the sun. The baby boomers, my generation, have done a lot of contra dancing all over America. In... Uh, um, the roots of it are more colonial, yeah. um, but, but you know, between then and now, there was a lot of square dancing, and square dancing is having a comeback. And some people see them as two very separate things, yes, and yes. some people see them as two sides of the same coin. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's uh, I like both. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's you know the the dance weekend circuit, the dance gypsies, really want. Uh, uh, the dances, square and contra, come from plain to fancy. 
and the, the the gypsies want the fancy stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I mean, my my real claim to fame in that world is that I'm a choreographer. Yeah, I've written make your own. I've written hundreds of dances. I've written dozens of squares. I've written hundreds of contours. Cool, cool. Uh, and 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 if you want to have a couple of good ones, that's what it takes. Yeah, <laughs> you, you got to have a lot, and you have to have the heart to throw most of it away. So pr practically, like uh, in a what's like sort of the core difference between squares and contras? Like like, I've heard it described that square dancing is in squares, contras more in lines. Yeah, well, contra dancing looks like a bunch of people trying to square dance in a bowling alley because. They're, they're lined, gotcha. lined up gotcha. in columns like that. The Virginia reel is the old-fashioned thing that people think of as like a contra dance. Uh, the biggest difference is socially in a square dance, uh, you've got the same group of people doing a series of different moves yes. with the same group. In contra dancing, you do the same moves over and over with a series of different people. Gotcha. <laughs> if that makes any sure, sense. Sure, sure. So it's, uh, but they're, they're both great social experiences. Yeah. You, know? you get to move to the music, you know. Right on. You know, and it... It lifts the spirit, yeah, and very invigorates the body, and you know, calm, How, calms the soul. How's the that. dance last night? I didn't get, I didn't make it. Oh, it was fun. We had, you know, we had a, a two squares. Nice, and it was okay because we didn't have any sound system. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> it gets any bigger than that, it's harder to hear. If the if the footfalls get louder than the instruments, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. it's when the footfalls get louder than the collar. Yeah, and, then the collar. Yeah, yeah. Then nobody can hear. And then it becomes, you can't really call, yeah. I can't call well these days without a mic. I'm yeah, not, yeah. I'm not the kid I used to You used to, to be. belt it out? I used to, yes, indeed. Let's uh, let's go to A and okay. play, play that A tune. All um, right. And uh, so we'll just cut through the tuning real quick. Okay. I'm not allowed to say anything interesting now. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> just boring things that I don't feel bad about cutting out. Here's a here's an A tune that I, I first ran into just calling to it. Um, that has a, it's called Johnny Cope's got a lot of, uh, again, that good forward sort of push. Yeah.
That's a real neat one. Yeah, yeah. That's um, there's a lot of A tunes that you know feel very different than that one. Uh, you know. Yeah, definitely. It's got some different shapes. Didn't yeah. quite know what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded good. Yeah, Sounded thing, good. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, when did when did fiddling get into the picture for you? Did you uh, play I started, as a kid? Well, you know, I, I got into the square dancing thing and I danced. No, I, I built a. I, I went to a craft class and, and, and built a lap dulcimer yeah. and started noodling around on a lap dulcimer. How long ago was this? I, I built that in 72, maybe. Okay. Uh, 74. No, 74. I started calling in 72. You know, and it, the odd thing, I didn't think that I had any credibility as a caller because I didn't play music. Interesting. And I didn't... Uh, now, playing music made me a better caller, but, you know, I, I had, uh, as a kid, you know, as a teenager, and I had this kind of false assumption in my head you know when you you do that when you're a kid sure sure and you make all these false connections oh i i can't really be a caller i don't play fiddle well you know playing fiddle and calling at the same time is a total pain in the neck you know you don't want to do both you're going to hand in a halfway job Uh you know um you know uh you don't need to be a a musician to be a caller but the more you know about music the more it helps sure sure and uh so what i i built a I built that in 74, and then maybe a year later, I started playing banjo, and then uh, about 76, somebody gave me a fiddle. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, um, it was a, an amazing mystery to me. Yeah. For as much as I'd listened to fiddlers as a caller, uh, you know, one of the things that really affected me about fiddle was I realized that you had to listen constantly. Yeah. Very intensely. You had to listen with the same intensity that you listen when you tune your banjo in a hurry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you listen with this intensity, yeah. and you get your banjo in tune in a hurry. And uh, me on banjo, when I do that, then I just fall back into making shapes on the fretboard. Yes, yes. You know, and, and playing rhythms with my right hand. And I, I didn't listen as intently. Right. Once I had it, you know. With fiddle, you got to listen constantly because of your intonation. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I... Uh, and it, it opened up a new way of listening, a new way of being, and a new way of trying to be in touch with the world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, listening. Yeah. You know, listening. It's an import, important skill in life, <laughs> definitely in old time. Yeah. Being a good yeah. listener. Yeah, so uh, basically every time uh, I see you plan, sometime in a jam, someone's like, so, Ron, how do you... How do you how, how are you doing that with your bow? What are you doing? So you're saying it's a mystery. You play very mysteriously. Well, I yeah. I, um, um, I played it first and analyzed it later. Sure, sure. You know, and uh, I have a... Do you, so do you constantly do down, up, up, down, up, up? I Well, I started doing down, up, up, down, up, up, down, yeah. up, up, which is... Uh, and which is what you do. What I started to do was I started to rock my bow on the first up, oh, okay. so down, and a one, and a two, and yeah. a, which is how frailing works. And then I started to sort of shuffle a little, or sort of double the down. So yeah, yeah. And I could just. Which is, to me, like frailing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feels really good. Yeah. I, th- that's a very, it's a very attractive idea to me because the, uh, 
you know, it's like ironic, like the the frailing um, the the clawhammer stroke is very limiting uh, right. because it's very square, but there's a comfort in it because you just like do what your hand does, and then your left hand just sort of goes. Right. And uh, I've just started picking up fiddle, and it's it's overwhelming the possibilities. So the idea I, of just having a right hand just like frail. put this on yeah. autopilot and then just go yeah. for it is very. Very well, nice, and then you can leave it anytime you want. But right, you know, right. Well, and that's I do that a lot. I do it on autopilot. Sure. And um, there is a way to allow your left hand to lag behind your right hand, mm. and you and you do that a lot on banjo when you're frailing, but you're punching the melody with your hammer-ons. Yeah, yeah. You know, so your your left hand is hitting the fretboard right behind your right hand, mm. and 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 you get that. You know, so that's what I'm doing. Is, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm right on. I'm falling right in behind the shuffle with my left hand, which is giving it. So, which means I'm actually slurring the first note. Yeah. Um, uh, Anyhow. Yeah, I like it. (laughs) I like it. It's cool. It makes it makes sense to me in my banjo brain. <laughs> I'm gonna cool. maybe try I'll to get a little lesson from you. Banjo yeah. people, banjo brain people out there, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> now you can fiddle. <laughs> yes. All right. Let, let's get let's get to D. Okay. Sure. We're, that's our. We don't yeah, have any cool. other tunes in A, right? No. Let's go yeah, to yeah. D. Okay. Here we go. Won't take me as long. Yeah. So one of the things I discovered in in fiddling is there. A lot of ways to look at style. Style's a really big word, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it means a lot of different things. And uh, there are basically, there are styles of conformity and there are styles of individuality. Yes. And I tried so hard to conform. I really did. I, did. I was just unsuccessful at it. Um, I, I, just, mm-hmm. I just wound up being me, you know. Aw, shucks. Aw, shit. I'm supposed to say bad words. In a no, podcast. that's all right. <laughs> You know, and uh, and once I let that go and said, okay, I'm going to play like I do, and figure figure out what else I can do. Yeah. You know, then I figured out how I could like you know maybe sort of bounce the bow a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, uh, that I could play smoother by the tip of the bow. I could I could play more uh, staccato by the frog. Yeah. Uh, and use that counterweight and stuff. Um, anyhow. It's uh, a good band name, Staccato by the Frog. <laughs> staccato by the frog. Sorry. <laughs> What, where are we gonna uh, play next? What's on? What's oh, next? Uh, I want to end on a on something real, real awesome. Maybe a, we can end on that Arkansas traveler. Yeah, let's end on Arkansas. So sure, you want to play? Did you want like that spotted pony? Yes, uh, I do like it, and I think I understand it now. Okay, you well, play spotted pony different different than other people. Uh, well, you know, I've just sort of recently discovered that. Because <laughs> I, I like I, it because because everyone plays spotted pony exactly the same. Well, I I, I, play it, I play it around home this way, and uh, maybe we just uh, went off on our own tangent. Maybe I led people astray by you know getting it only half right. Um, I don't know, <laughs> but uh, here we go.
man. That was good. That was you good. got into some. You got into some stuff there. Oh, okay. The, <laughs> I was trying to. I don't know what you were doing there. It was I'm crazy. I'm not sure what I was doing. Okay, that was wonderful. Away. Yeah. You know, the one thing that Contradance has done to not Square Dance, but Contradance is, um, is they've they've taken the tag mm. off the music, because if you play a tag. At the end of the tune, yeah. the dancers want to start another re- yeah, 32 yeah, bar yeah, repetition. Yeah. So, you know, the, the contradance musicians have always ended with that, you know, the end of the B, they've got to play the close yeah, yeah. to allow the dancers to conclude and feel good about it. Sure. You know, you start to play the pickup into a tag, yeah. you know, they'll start a little the, awkward the, moment and then yeah. you stop and then you stop and Right. Like, so now that you know, and, and so they uh, when when people play mostly square dance music, yes. you hear more tags. Mm-hmm. You know, which uh, which all they always sound good on a podcast. I'm sure I'm not doing them very well for you. you know? <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, so a uh, little, little family history. Uh, I was born in Pennsylvania. Uh, actually, I was. My dad was born in Pennsylvania. My grandparents all lived in Pennsylvania. Western. Mm-hmm, Western Pennsylvania. I was born when my dad was in college up in Boston. But I was. My grandparents were all from Western Pennsylvania, and I was raised there. However, my my paternal grandfather, Raymond Buchanan, uh, was uh, born in uh, uh, in the Ozarks in Arkansas, where the family had lived for about uh, um, ten generations. Mm. Um, you know, in the lowlands, and then uh, uh, a yellow fever drove him up into the Ar- mm. uh, into the Ozarks, and then uh, um, they left over uh, tuberculosis. Yeah, to 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 New Mexico, yeah. uh, and. Uh, and it's kind of you don't think about diseases hurting people around but yeah it's actually a lot of truth to that uh and so when i was a kid i knew the tune arkansas traveler and yeah i always thought of you know it was just a little kid fantasy about grandpa you mm-hmm. know? And it, <laughs> so when I, when I first learned it i started getting carried away with it uh and uh so you know arkansas traveler Thank you. 
You're great. You're great. Yeah, you too, man. That was fun. I I wish we had played the ball that well. (laughs) Well, we we, we got actually some more time, and uh, we didn't do that soldier's joy. Can we still do that soldier's joy? How's your how you holding up? Oh, good, good. good. I'm I'm starting to lose circulation in my hand. Well, joys are getting younger, you know. Uh, (laughs) uh, It'll come back in a second here. I think we got. uh, Yeah, we got time for one more, and then we'll do then we'll do a bonus track. And uh, thanks so much. For doing this. Oh, this thank you for doing this. Yeah, thank yeah. you for doing this. The documentation is yeah. is, is is work, isn't it? You know, and yeah. uh, uh, there's a, there's some good documentation going on yeah. at Clifftop. A lot of good art, but a lot, you yeah, know, a lot of good documentation. So, yeah. is is there anything that you want me to like promote or plug? Like, do you do you call a regular dance or anything like that? Uh, you know what? There's a dance near you. There's get a, a dance near a, you. There is a dance near you. No matter where you're listening to this. There's a dance near you, and uh, uh, and get out and uh, go get high on the real thing. You know, yeah, you there know. you go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't need to uh, you don't need to smoke and drink to get altered. All you need to do is uh, move your body and dance to the music. And amen. Thank God for what what you've been given. Amen. All right, let's do it. Thank you. 
You heard Ron's plug. Go support your local square and contra dances. There's probably one listed on Facebook in your area. Just dig around a bit. Also, I want to say thanks to my former guest, Alex Kramer, for accompanying us on that first tune, Red Wing. Thanks, Alex. I want to make a shout out to my Patreon supporters. There are 17 of them now. I'm so grateful on a few levels that there are people out there who will financially support things when they don't have to. Thank you to my new Patreon supporters, Josh Larios, Aaron Battelle, Noah Siegel, Ellen Roosevelt, Todd Denton, and Gil McNeil. You made Get Up in the Cool Month a success. Also, big thanks to my long-term steadfast supporters who are still throwing in to help make this show awesome. If you want to join the ranks of these awesome people, go to my website, camerondewitt.com, and uh, click on the button that says Patreon, or click on the link in this episode's description. One of the reward levels includes a link to Get Up in the Cool's bonus tracks. Another one lets you download the tunes, but those rewards are just humble thank yous. You're really paying for an average of five hours of work per episode. Every dollar makes me feel a lot better about taking this time away from my wife and son and other income opportunities. Also, every new Patreon supporter will further ensure the longevity of this show. One final anecdote that I've been meaning to include on the show for a while. I'm going to read you an email I got recently. Good morning. This is Austin Rogers, a.k.a. Dr. Fiddle. I finally got the site back online over the weekend. Long story short, someone with web hosting resources who wishes to remain anonymous at this point heard you mention Dr. Fiddle on your podcast. He tracked me down and offered to host the site. I accepted, and together we have gotten it back up and running. He requested that I contact you and let you know. I'm very grateful that you mentioned Dr. Fiddle on your podcast as it has led to the site's revival. Regards, Austin Rogers, PhD. So, if you're looking for some thorough fiddle transcriptions, go to drfiddle.com. It's been raised from the dead. Thank you to whoever did that. You made this dude's day and mine. Thanks for listening, friends. Come back next week for more Get Up in the Cool.